The camera yeah. fades in over the steam haven area of Smokeside. Here in the city of Alchemstar. Even before we fade in from black, the click clacking of never ending progress continues its rhythm. We see an unassuming building coming into view, the yeast of all brewery. Its boarded up windows signal the end of somebody's life. Now repossessed by the banks. As we push closer, the haze of the smog clears up just a bit. We can see the brewery sitting right on the edge of the city, not far from the infamous Ironside Quarter. In the distance, a hint of the Wailing Scrapyard and the Gold Tank Reserve can be seen blurred off in the background in the distance. And as the camera pushes in closer to the brewery, we see the business in the district continue their very useful contributions to society. Click clack, click clack. Here, through the loading docks of the now abandoned brewery, we find our four outlaws, Saruk, Reficule, Halbrant, and Anita. In a few days, or in a day, they'll be tasked with escorting one of the most desired celebrities in the entire city to a safe house, Bashan Gattleby. His recent invention, a powerful explosive dubbed Pirate Knight, has kicked off a storm with all sides looking to control the formula. And our outlaws working as unwilling undercover agents of Alkenstar, or one Phoebe Dunsmith, are here to retrieve something. The only problem is they don't know what. Gattleby has stated part of his terms for coming into protective custody is to stop by this abandoned brewery. And our outlaws, with their interest peaked, have come to clear the place of any potential threat and hopefully find whatever it is that would tempt a man out of safety and into the crosshairs. And as the camera pushes in, we see uh, the group of outlaws with... Anita and I'm presuming uh, Wybert as well, all arriving on the scene. A bit of time passing since our last scene, our last weeks, and the floor is yours. Now, Annie, you see right there, right there. Yeah, yeah. Tusks just wouldn't back down. Couldn't believe it. Just wouldn't back down. Had to get in this room. So, what was I to do? I shot a guy. But. Shot him in the knee. Eh? Fortunately, Majagua is a little fuzzier on the subject of kneecaps. I wonder where they went. Yeah, by the time you got back, it is, they've cleared out. All the tents are gone. Everything's packed up. It is completely empty. This is the sort of room. There's not a sign of a single one of the Iron Hunters. So while we while we were at the, uh, the saloon earlier, uh, you boys mentioned that there was a, a, maybe another version of a Wyber in it. I don't know. They made it out like they'd activated something inside the brewery, and I am under the presumption that it will resent us being here. So, yeah, short answer. Maybe that's what uh, your old friend Bashan wants in here. Maybe he's got like a bigger, badder version of Wybert. I, I don't know. It, I mean, Pirate Knight seems to really be his baby. I'm not sure if he's going 
if he's going to go out of his way to make his own wine, but well, who knows? Never really know with that man. That's why he's such a mentor. What if it's a wyvern made out of pyronite? Then we would die, Ruffy. Seem pretty effective then. <laughs> Not only would we die, but the entire city of Alkenstar would also die if it was Pyronite the size of Wyvern. That strong, is it? Huh? Yeah, it blew out almost half of the college. It's amazing, really. Such a feat. Alright, so how far have you all been in here? If I take one more step, it'll be the furthest step that I've taken here. Wow. Yeah. Alright, Samwise. <laughs> yeah, so in this sort of warehouse, because this is the first time I need to sort of join you, you look around. Uh, where previously there were tents, that's all cleared out. The uh, crates have kind of been cleared away. They were pushed up against the door to sort of barricade this room. That is no longer the case. Uh, all that's left here is dusty crates and empty barrels, giving what is very clearly once was like a warehouse to store things, but in its abandoned state, uh, it is completely just empty crates and barrels. Is there um, light in here? Um, I think because you guys have the, the sort of door open, and actually in this place, it's still daytime, there's skylights in most of this place, so it is just lit in the room yes. everywhere. Yeah. It's lit, y'all. We'll say... Yeah. Well, uh, okay, I'll, you know what? It, it's not entirely clear as written, so I'll let you guys tell me is it dim light or is it bright light? Some of you would prefer dim light. Others of you would prefer bright light. If it's just skylights and things and there's not actually light in there, then I would say there's a bit of both, wouldn't it? Would there be? I mean, you can't have a whole roof of... of otherwise, that'd be a pretty expensive factory. Yeah, I think I'm inclined to lean more towards that it's visible, but everything's mostly in dim light, other than certain pockets right under the skylights, you know? So, like, the corners of the room are a little in the dim light. It's it's bright enough that you don't need, like, portions to see or anything you need to. But unless you have low-light vision, you may be making flat checks against things in the, the dim light. Oh, Saruk. Hang on a second, before we go further. Uh, the thing that we talked about, and then I pull out uh, an elixir, a cheetah's elixir, um, here. Appreciate it. Alright. So I'm not going on the front, but I will support whoever it will be. And Sorg, you've activated your armor at this point, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Power Rangers activation. Did you spend the last week coming up with your Power Ranger transformation speech? It's morphin' time. It's the only one you need. <laughs> Perfect. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Yeah. Yep. So we are, um, we're sort of in this exploration mode where ch time kind of flows in 10 minute chunks or so until anything happens. What do you guys, what's your default character behavior action? And kind of just generally, Scouting. what are you doing? Scouting. Keeping I'm an eye on things. Looking at the front door. Listening at this door where Saruk's standing um, here at the other end of this entranceway. Got it. So definitely like on the lookout for any, like basically for any sort of danger. 
not like a searching aspect, but a scouting, like you said, the, the exploration activity. Scout. As a scout, that makes sense. Uh, and then does anyone else have any like sort of default behaviors to fall back on unless other told otherwise? No, I'd like to be uh, searching, uh, just seeing if there are any discrepancies that we would think um, that would be important or anything that would clue us in as on what Gatopi is hiding in there. Okay, perfect. I'm, I'm gonna, like, I feel like Saruk is treating this as a, like, go in, breach and clear kind of thing, so it's just like, get to door, get shield up, get ready, knowing that there's probably something that's gonna be very mad at us on the other side, just ready to catch something with his shield. Okay. Ruffy's a little bored. He's just leaning against the crate, twirling his pistol. <laughs> okay. Looking for more kneecaps. Just, you know, twirling, holstering, unholstering twirling, holstering. This room has a door on the far south end. Other than that, it doesn't appear to have any way in or out other than this the sort of loading dock doors that lead back out to the street. What are you guys doing? Hear anything, uh, Saruk? That is the million dollar question. Do I hear anything? Go ahead and give me a, a perception check, a secret perception check. Keep it secret. Don't look at Twitch. Okay. You uh, press at the door, and the doors here are pretty well made. They haven't, like, rotted or anything like that, so the wood is still in pretty good shape. But as you, like, press your ear and listen for any sort of movement on the other end, it sounds quiet. You don't hear anything through the wood. There's I nothing. got nothing. Yeah, there's nothing making a loud noise. And if you want to do the same, Rick, or Hal... Ricardo asks how. Uh, you moved up to the door too, so you can press at the door and listen as well. Secret blind GM roll of perception. Just to see what we see. Perfect. Uh, you listen. You do pick up a little bit of noise. Uh, sort of like a faint hum. But nothing loud and nothing that sounds... Like, nothing right on the other side of the door being threatening or anything like that. It's it's a low hum that is very hard to pick up on. Yeah, there's just a little bit of hum, like some machinery's in there working, or maybe they're making some beer. You the, the, uh, do some taste testing. I thought you said this place was abandoned. It is. Well. Did, didn't see much activity last time I was here, so don't think they'd be making beer. You two ready back there? Did I find yeah. anything in my search? I'm assuming nothing. Go ahead and give me your uh, secret, your blind gem roll perception check as well. In this room, as you spend a few minutes going over it. There, at the first glance, there's not much in this room. This is where the Iron Hunters were, were uh, camping before. And as you pick through the sort of little bits of crates and stuff, it looks like everything's been taken. Anything of value was taken by the Iron Hunters when they left and you don't find anything, at least as you pass through this room. Nothing that even looks out of the ordinary. Yep, if you guys want, you are free to go ahead and open that door on your end. Acha. <laughs> Let's go. Yep. So the door opens up and you can see right across from you after, there's like a, you know, a hallway that's about 10 feet across and it looks like there's a large double door and right above the double doors there is a sort of sign that's been carved in like sheet metal and it says cold storage 
Um, and as the double doors open, uh, you can hear how that hum is definitely coming from even further in, kind of beyond that door in the cold storage. That was the hum you picked up on. Yeah, see, you can hear it. And from right there, there uh, to the to your right, to the west side of the room, it opens up into like a large, it's kind of central room. The whole there's very smooth storm floors, definitely dust, and you see lots of footprints going through the dust this way and that um, across here. But the dust itself shows you this place is mostly pretty abandoned and not had a lot of activity passing through it. And as you step in, you realize that large chamber has a catwalk that is kind of goes up five feet and goes around the edge of the whole room. And that is because there are about uh, seven, actually eight large five foot tall vats to like, like brewing vats embedded into the wall. And you see kind of behind them all kinds of pipes and uh, complex machinery that connects them all. But it is definitely the sort of main brewery section of the warehouse there are signs like on them but from this far it's kind of hard to, to read them you probably have to get a little closer to to see how what they're labeled listen to this door you hear that home in here i wonder if there's something in there uh still working maybe it's keeping it cold we should check in here yeah maybe sounds good yeah. ready and there are also now that you moved up you can see back in that room there are sort of um, more doors and like what looked like almost small office doors off the main brewery kind of on the north side of this building. You move down there. Uh, this door, just at a glance, is very obviously locked. Although you guys do have the keys from the Iron Hunters after you blew their knees out and they handed them over. <laughs> I don't know who has the keys. I would imagine Saruk picked them up. Or... The power is vested in me by the guy standing next to me. I have the keys and I'm gonna open the door. I'll unlock that door. You can go ahead and, and open that door. So you guys open it, and then you see almost like a small five-foot double door uh, transition area where the inner door is definitely like a very like thick metal door, and just there's like a bit of frost kind of coating on the outside of it, and the humming is even louder now. Maybe there's some meat in there for you guys. Maybe. Do I, as we step in, the humming is louder. It's very cold. Is this like a, like a, oh no, this is cold. Take a bunch of cold damage, cold. We should be worried about it. Something has malfunctioned. Or is it just kind of your standard issue? Like this is the sound of a walk-in freezer. It, it's basically, um, it's probably pretty rare in this part of Alkenstar, but it is definitely feels like not, I'm taking cold damage. It's just, you put your hand on the door and you can feel that the temperature is much lower in there. It's definitely like a freezer air conditioner type unit or something that is keeping that room cold. But it doesn't feel like I'm going to take damage for stepping into it. It's not like sub zero temperature. Or anything. Gotcha. Well, with nothing to fear. Let me take a look. Yeah. What's in here? All right. You, you push open the fridge door and it opens into the cold storage and you see the entire room is sort of filled with a misty vapor that sort of clings to the air and just gives it sort of this eerie late at night, cold, misty fog. Um, a thin layer of ice coats the walls and you even see like small icicles 
that have kind of cling to the roof and are just hanging there. And against the back of the wall, you see large metal oil-sized drums just along the wall and sort of crates, like old moldy freezer dry, freezer burn crates of food just lining back here. Not like food necessarily, but you, you see like onions and melons and, and maybe some uh, some like uh, grains of some sort. Different perishables that were meant to keep cold in this room. Uh, but the thing that catches your eye the most is right in the center of the room, there is this weird light blue orb that's encased in a couple of like metal bands in this like weird sort of circular pattern that hangs from the ceiling down right in the middle of the room. And you can just see sort of the mist kind of escaping from this thing and surrounding the room. Huh. I wonder what that is. Yeah, me. Maybe uh, Miss Mendoza knows what that mechanical hullabaloo might be. Yeah, maybe. Hey, Anita, come here. Uh, all right. I come in there. Okay. Yeah, you move up and you see hanging from the ceiling in that same... There's definitely like a, a pulsating blue light with about like four circular bands that are completely holding it in place and the, the mist just seeping out into the room. If you would like, you can give me a crafting check or if you have a lore check, an engineering lore check, um, that would also be applicable. I unfortunately... Yes, she does. I'm going to do the thing. Uh, secretly or... Uh, yes, you can make this a secret one, and then Saruk is giving you a pursue a lead, which gives you a plus one uh, circumstance bonus on your check. Okay. You can add that effect to your character, or just... Question mark. Perfect. This is something that is not super uncommon, especially in, in Alcastar and the produce industries, in the, in the elite circles of, like, inventing. This is a very standard issue uh, cold storage orb. It's alchemical in nature. Basically, you would somebody would mix in a bunch of chemicals that slow react over time and would essentially last about five to ten years. I think ten years is what they say, but in your experience as a crafter, they usually have to be replaced every five years and or at least maintained with the new chemicals. And over time, it will just sort of react and put out this cold, and it allows you to keep rooms like temperature control rooms. Pretty pricey. You would imagine a unit of this size for this cold storage would probably run a few hundred gold to even be uh, to to fill a space this big. But it's nothing more than a uh, a way to keep things cold, like a refrigerator. The room itself, or the orb? The orb itself has the chemicals inside that react slowly over time and put out the cold uh, reaction, and that cold. Um, instead of staying in the orb, is kind of pushed out, which heats up the center of the core and pushes the cold out into the room around it. So, you know, over time, it'll run out of chemicals and it'll stop being cold. But for now, someone's put a lot of money into this storage, this magical alchemical item just to keep this room cold. Uh, the other thing, too, is uh, as your mind is thinking about that, the core itself is made up of these alchemical things that are very useful to you know alchemical engineering and uh if you were to have a steady hand and a trained 
attempt, you might be able to extract some of those chemicals into equipment, vials, containers, and uh, use them for your own purpose. So a lot of things. One, this is very useful, not only for me, but for us. So if we have the time, I can actually try and go in there and siphon a little bit of all the goodies that inside this orb. But at the same time, I'm actually wondering, because if this brewery is abandoned and someone is putting in all the effort to make this cool, there's probably something in here that they're trying to keep cool. Maybe. Or maybe I just left it behind. Does anything in here look any newer or older than anything else? Saruk is going to approach wherever the onions are, pick one up and take a bite. Yeah, you can uh, you can move into the room and search around if you guys would like. You can move in there and give me. Uh, you can all give me your your secret perception checks to see what you find. Saruk goes in. So the onions themselves, as you reach in, you can feel that they're all like kind of have like even here in the fridge have gone bad and sort of fused with each other. And uh, so as you reach in, you kind of pull up and like half the onions sort of come up with it, and you got to like break one off. Uh, if you still want to take a bite, you can, but they is they are very definitely like kind of growing new onions and like freezer burned. My people evolved to stomach a lot of things, but I I think I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, no, I get the sense someone just left this here. I think uh Saruk, you find that in the onions and the like the gross onions. Hal, um most of the crates in the back are empty and you kind of check where the, the big drums are, and as you open it, they all look like they they hold water or at least some kind of some kind of clear liquid there's no scent or smell coming off it maybe they were just storing cold barrels of water for some reason in the brewing process um anita you uh do find a a crate of molded or sort of like potatoes that have started growing more eyes and like the roots have grown out the bottom of the thing and are looking for some source of water and it's just absorbing the mist from the air as it makes a sort of potato uh farm in the corner but um, as you guys go around the room and look for anything that might be dangerous or interesting or something that, like you said, needs to stay cold for some reason or another, uh, after like 10 minutes of searching, you come up short. Like, there doesn't appear to be anything valuable other than the actual device that keeps the place cold. Hmm. All right. More of the warehouses. What a waste of good food. When we get done, I'm going to see what I can't. If there's anything to be salvaged here, at least the water, maybe. Yeah. <sighs> this fucking city. Oh, I also do want to take a look at this orb later, just so that I could siphon out all the, all the stuff. Indeed. All right. We will return to contemplate the orb afterwards. And oh, there's materials in the orb that we could use. What? Is there any beer stored in there? Rafi hasn't gone in the room. It's there's cool. just some water and, like, rotten food. Uh, there ain't nothing in here worth anything. I mean, we can. Ah. Uh, I'm not really sure why it's locked up, but we'll keep it locked up after Annie comes out. We'll need to excuse me after Anita comes <laughs> out. We'll lock. We'll lock. Ah, lock maybe Tusk. Maybe Tusk can throw another party, then poison the other half of the building. <laughs> so Ruffy, as they were in there searching, because you know they're they're sort of spending ten minutes poking around looking for stuff, and just a you know sitting in there exploring it. Um, you're kind of sitting outside, just kind of twirling your gun, uh, your firearm. And you actually hear um, like a scuttling noise, almost like a, a slight uh, shifting of uh, metal when uh, your house settles, but it's like metal, like hollow kind of noise. 
and a little scratching noise that almost sounds as if like a large varmint of some sort might be skittering around in the uh, the main warehouse. Oh, hold it up there, Tuss. Mm. I hear something. Sounds like rodents, but they might be of egregious size. Yeah, larger <laughs> size than usual, you could say. But uh, there's definitely something scurrying about out here. And out comes the multi-pistol. Let me go take a look. I wonder if they're lizards. You can really sneak up on them. And as they run off, you can just grab their tails real quick. They're good. He's trowing. He's got lizards in his pockets. Ruffy, why don't you give me a perception check as you're kind of looking out and explaining that to you. Just see if you saw anything besides just hear it. Do you want that public or or blind? You can make a blind. I rolled question marks. Okay. Uh, yeah, you heard it, but you definitely didn't. It was it was hard for you to, to to see anything, so you didn't catch any movement. All you got is your auditory clues. All right. Yep. So, uh, yeah, as you move in here, you can see, again, uh, the south side of the room, four large built, uh, beer vat mixing chambers. On the west wall, there's four more. They're sort of little walkways up to them and this sort of catwalk system is built five feet up in the air because this room is pretty tall right going up to the skylight above and um as the dim light sort of comes in through the dust caked skylight above you see um what looks to be a giant room that was made for for a beer brewing um some of the I don't know anything personally about beer brewing, and I tried to look up a little bit, and even then, I still don't know like hardly anything. But on the um, on the west wall, as you're closer now, you do see there are um, labels on these four vats, and they are um, two of them are labeled mash, and the other two are labeled kettle. And then on the south side, uh, th- the first three containers are labeled ferment. And then the last one is labeled still. And each one sort of has like a release valve coming off the front of it, as well as piping that kind of comes in the back and goes around the rest of them. If we're concerned about rats, hang on a second. And Sirik's going to run back into the freezer, grab a, a fistful of gross onions, and then roll them into the center of the room. So you come out and you roll this like... Uh, onion right into the center of the room as it like sort of kind of leaves the cold and starts kind of coming up to room temperature you can like smell that disgusting rotten onion smell starts to sort of break free and permeate um, and it even sort of begins to liquefy a little bit with the rottenness as it comes to room temperature um, but sure enough um, you you see climbing off of the top of this uh, vat over here there's a rat not even unusual size, just a normal rat that is hanging out on the top of this vat. And it sort of sniffs its little whiskers in the air and like looks at you cautiously as it climbs down the side of the vat and then scurries over towards like the onion thing and starts like smelling at it. You don't think that's Gattleby's rat? Gattleby's rattleby? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Rat on the vat. So where's this other wyvern supposed to be? 
I don't know. They said it was somewhere in here. My presumption is... That was that, uh... Not quite right up there, dwarf. Right? Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. The rat, by the way, begins, like, taking pieces of that and, like, eating at it. Well, let's go check some of these other doors. You don't see nothing in here. As you kind of step in, the rat sort of gets scared and scurries back towards, like, hiding under one of the vets. This is the longest of long shots, but if they were... Oh, God, something's moving around in here. I am trained in survival because I'm trained in, well, almost all of the things. Might there be, perhaps, a crumb of tracks or evidence that something big and Wybert-esque came through here? Interesting. Yeah, let's give me a... Uh, go ahead and give me a secret survival check. We'll see what you can make from the tracks and the dust. Question marks. Question marks, nice. <laughs> Question marks. There are a few dwarven-sized footprints and a few that are a little bigger, approximately human-sized, that lead from sort of where you are directly across towards this sort of... these doors on the north side of the room. You don't see anything, like, almost towards the vats... They are almost completely clean, um, so it almost looks like nobody has sort of approached the vats, other than there are a few tracks that lead towards the catwalks. Uh, the only sort of disturbance you see over there are tiny, like, rat footprints. But otherwise, there's no signs of anything big or menacing that has been through here at all. Well, the dwarf went in the northern doors. There's obvious tracks going up the catwalks. I, I think... Whatever our erstwhile companion saw, it's somewhere up there. Right on this uh, this vat over here, by the way, there is, as you're kind of, like, looking, uh, there's a very obvious, like, now, like, leaky drip, like, as some, like, old beers, like, leaking out drip every few seconds. And you see the, like, sort of, the rat is now, like, perched on it and just lapping from the end of the spigot. Is that your leaky drip you're referring to there, Refugule? No, oh, no, that's a leaky nip. Quite a different establishment. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe you can take your turn up on up on the raised walkways. Over near the vats? Yeah, on the catwalk. Yes. Oh, I see now. On the catwalk. <laughs> on Those the catwalk? vats are made for brewing, but that, I don't think that's what they do now. I'm going to go open a door, you <laughs> <nerds>. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Refuge. You move up the catwalk. Up catwalk. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you move up the catwalk, and as like it's pretty quiet in here, and as you step, step, step up, um, you know the foot on metal is is a little loud as it kind of fills the silence and echoes. But it's built pretty sturdy; it doesn't feel like it's going to collapse or anything. And as you move up, you can find yourself towering over the top of these vats on the south end. This one has the big sort of spigot arm coming off the top. Uh, this is the one that's labeled still, and you can see like the tops of these. They have like removable lids and almost like even little trap doors so it'd be easy to add ingredients to the vats as needed from up here in a very uh easy way this one's a still i think they sold more than just beer here maybe i, I don't know roughly there's four doors here we could all take one each <laughs> huh. i'm not the doorman that's that's tusks i'm the shooting man the shooter can give us cover from behind anyway I'm going to open the door. Okay. I'm going to not open this door, but instead go over here, because another door is opening. Yeah, you got to open that door, Anita, and the door, it jiggles and it's locked. All right. 
I'm gonna I will try take the a key. look. <laughs> oh, like I yeah, said, Puss is the doorman. I've even got keys. <laughs> you can absolutely. Uh, you can get. You start getting your lockpick out, Anita. But yeah, so Rook does come over for the keys, and the key does fit in the door, and like clicks it really easily. So I'll go ahead and unlock the door. I just really want us to not, out of character, spend an hour and a half on a fucking door trying to <laughs> fucking do it again. Exactly. So uh, you, you kind of slide oh, open man. the door. Immediately you look in here. This is a room. It, has a, it looks like a small workspace and almost like a employee area with a dining uh, table. Um, there's a table with benches, but on the north wall there is a desk covered in bottles, beakers, flasks, chemical tools. Very obviously it looks at a glance to be part of the brewing sort of things that somebody would use to brew or test small batches of experimental drinks or something like that. So it is brewing focused, but um, to your eye, Anita, like if all of this were to be collected into a uh, thing and taken, it could function as a fully expanded alchemical uh, lab, which is, you know, a it's a six bulk thing, but it is a full alchemical lab workshop. But even as Anita's eyes go wide in that, Saruk, you're sort of drawn to the northwest corner of the room. There is a large, oversized nest, like almost like a wasp nest, built into this room. Um, and the the sound of buzzing sort of bzz, bzz, like comes out, washes over you, and sort of fills the quiet that you're in. And you can see like dozens and dozens of these little wasps sort of flying around the room. Um, some of them are flying from this wasp nest down towards a pile of kegs where you can see they're kind of all collect over one of the kegs that is leaking a little bit. And they're all collecting that uh, liquid and taking it back to their nest. And beyond the wasp nest, there is this boarded up window that kind of makes it dim in here. And there are some cracks in the boards and the wasps are kind of flying out into uh, Alkenstar from here. But... This is definitely a wasp nest. I don't suppose anyone brought a torch, anything flammable. There's a wasp nest in there. What are they doing? Existing. I mean, I have Wybert. He can get in there and just explode. Well, Wybert. Didn't you just... Actually, you big guy. Didn't you just build him again? Do you want to make him go boom? No, this is actually a feature that I forgot that he had. <laughs> All right, Wybert. Would I know where it is? He's in the northwest. It's it's very yeah. If you you can see it's 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 hard to see unless you move the token in there. But move right right here just so you can see yeah, and you'll see the northwest corner. So are you just sending Wybert in to like sort of like he's wearing the beekeeping suit and he just walks in the middle of him and explodes? I mean, you're not being sneaky about this at all, right? This is just we're gonna we're gonna attack these things. Honestly, I think when Wybert goes in, I. If Wybert has his orders and can do them without Anita having to babysit every single step, Saruk might shut the door behind him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Wybert's functional. Anita just has to give her actions to Wybert on his turn. Mm-hmm. Wait, I okay. can't click my robot. There you go. Um, yeah, so, so you, you close the door, Wybert walks in, he starts walking towards these things. Uh, these things, as soon as there's like an intrusion and, and this loud robot steps in, they kind of like spill out and they sort of make this huge defensive swarm. I need you to roll initiative because we are now... For Wybert? Well, for you and for Wybert, yeah. Because it, it is an initiative thing. They are a combat creature and Wybert is 
Gonna solo them. <laughs> Let's go, Wyvern! Everyone else can roll initiative, right? You can all roll initiative, but like mechanically what's happened is we put Wyvern and you close the door. You can just delay your turns until you want to do something in combat in case you need to jump in at any point. I feel like mechanically we've run into that second thing this party's really bad at. First it was oozes, now it's swarms. Swarms, right? <laughs> I, for, I totally forgot about the explode the last time we had a rat swarm. If I'm still scouting, you get all y'all get a plus two. That is very true. You get plus two to your initiative thanks to Hal's uh, scouting. Um, I, so I should have a 25 then. 25, yeah. 25 for everyone. It's not going to make a difference between you because it looks like they got a 29, so it didn't uh, it didn't break any ties or anything. It shouldn't matter too much. You guys all got 25? Oh, Hal's already has the... Yeah, Hal's already has the plus two, I see. I've got 10 paces, so it's the same circumstance bonus. Uh, as Wybert steps into the room, uh, before he can really make his way across the whole room, these the wasps sort of come out, and you hear from the other side of the closed door the loud, intense buzzing of, of wasps, and you can just... From Wyber's perspective, through his little like robotic eyes looking around, it goes dark as the the thing is swarming, and they are like throwing their like wasp bodies like helplessly against his metal sort of body as they try to sting, climbing into like any like sort of like opening or crevice and get into his machinery and just start stinging at him. One action to move. As they do this swarming stings, I need uh, Wyber to make a reflex save against the wasp. Let's go, Ibum! That would be a 22. Okay. Bot, activate. 22 <laughs> is a success, so you take half half of this, so you take four piercing damage, half to two piercing damage. Okay. I don't think he has any resistance to that or anything, right? I don't think so. Okay. To piercing them. It, I'm pretty sure he's immune to, like, any sort of venom that the stings might have. Mm-hmm, like poison. Right. It is a poison, mm-hmm. so he's immune to that. Uh, so with his third action, uh, they do swarming stings again, and he needs to make another be- basic reflex save. All right, let's go, Wybert. Or Wybert, R.I.P. That's a twelve. Twelve. It's a failure, but not a critical failure. So you'll take the full piercing damage, um, eleven piercing, and that is that is their turn. Pal, you are next. You can hear the, you can hear poor Wybert. <laughs> being like attacked by by wasps on the other side not the bees delay delay it is uh saruk yeah 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 better delay too all right ruffy i'll delay as well all right anita why smash he's gonna explode all right how does the explodability work so let me bring that up for you on the chat how many actions are you giving why are you gonna give uh, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna use two actions to give him three. Perfect. Okay. It's been a while since we had some Wybert action. Uh, how does how does explode work? So for explode, you intentionally take your innovation beyond normal safety uh, limits. Here, I just I add it to a sheet and then I can add it. Here okay. So the explosion deals fire damage, but since I modified um, GM, I have a question. I modified. Uh, Wybert's damage, yeah, to electricity. Right. Oh no, it's still electricity unless I. You can choose if it's fire or electricity. I think when you make the explode, no, or is it just always do it? You're very. It's variable core, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, it is a variable core. So for today, I'm gonna do fire. Oh, it says so on your turn. You can anytime you explode, uh, you can change the damage type from fire to the type you choose if you want. So you can make a fire or electricity. Okay, so we'll go. Okay, I'm I'm using two actions to give Wybert mm-hmm. three, and right. then uh, we're choosing fire damage for this one. Okay, so fire damage. So it's going to create a basic reflex save within five foot emanation, everyone around it, around Wybert, uh, include like right here, like Saruk's like close the door and there's like a, as the flames come back across the door, like under the floor, it doesn't hurt you, but you can all see the, like the explosion come from in the room. I'll roll a save for the wasp. That is a 16, four on the dice plus 12, uh, 16. So they still take half damage. You can roll the damage from that. So that would be uh, six points, uh, five points of fire damage. All right, five points of of like sort of area splat, like area damage. So you deal five points. The swarm is weak to the area damage because it hits so many of the wasps. So they have a weakness five to this damage. So they take ten damage from your uh, explosion. Sweet. Um, and then. And then Wybert, like, the explosion goes out. Roll the unstable check, right? Roll the DC-17 unstable check. Okay. Uh, that's an 11. Okay. So the, all that means is Wybert is now unstable. Like, the sparks are going out. He has no longer has action. No longer has a, access to any of his unstable actions. But he doesn't take any damage or anything. Um, and that was two actions. Yes, that was two actions. And then... As the smoke clears and as Wybert, like, his... That comes back online, his eyes flicker in, he looks. The wasps are definitely the hurt, but there's still a lot of wasps coming after him. Okay. Uh, he's gonna try and smash him with his feet with a Wybert smash. Wybert smash? Wybert smash. Wybert smash. Attack control. There you go. This large saw blade comes through the wasp swarm. That's an 18. Uh, that is a hit. Uh, so seven points of bludgeoning damage. Seven points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, you deal seven points of bludgeoning damage as you start like punching at the, the wasp. The wasps themselves have a resistance seven to bludgeoning and take no net damage. You're unable to get through their resistance mm-hmm. with your punch. I still hear them, so that one explosion didn't really kill them all. I yeah. say to the rest. It's of them. after you hear the explosion. It just sounds like the buzzing got angrier. Oh, the angry! Uh, you, you as a need to still have one more action too. Ah, um. Okay, for my last action, I am going to uh, just make sure that I have my repair tool in my hand. So I'm gonna interact to grab them. Okay. Repair tools comes up. Perfect. So now everyone else I delayed their turn. Saruk will come out of delay. Okay, so Saruk will come up next. I will use one action to open the door. Yep, one of Oh my god! <laughs> it's it's a large it's like a large orb. It's taking up four squares of space on the battlefield as this angry wasp swarm. It's not like, you know, it's not giant wasps, they're just normal sized wasps. There's just a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna for my next trick and my second action. <laughs> do I? There is an unholy amount of my body that wants to swing my tusks at the wasps. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot them. Okay. Oh god. Okay, dokie. So second action. 
Sort of just comes back looking looking like a dog, you know, that bit of bee. <laughs> <laughs> it should be loaded, so if it's not loaded, just, just make sure you load it, yeah. It says it's loaded. It's loaded. And now I'm definitely for sure 1000% very much going to shoot. Turn off your intelligence, turn on your dexterity. Oh, wait, never mind. These aren't. JK, I'm going to hit it with my mace. Just smack it? Because the mod is better. Yeah. Okay, swing it. I would rather use my strength. Merry Chrysler. Um, a 12 is going to miss. You swing through the middle of the swarm and they just get out of the way. And then for my third action, that happens. <laughs> third action, close the door. Open door, swing, miss wide, close the door again. All right. Not the bees. So Ruffy and, and uh, Hal, you guys both still have a turn if you'd like to take it? I'll go then. I'll uh, use my free interaction to draw my pistol. Okay. And I will, uh, let's see, a bit of a trying to get into good. Take my, I was over there, 10 foot step. Okay. And hold an attack until I see wasps. And how? Hal's going to move over. I'm going to check in this door. I'm going to open it. <laughs> Two doors! So you, you spend an interaction, you throw the door open, uh, you see a privy. There's a nice toilet mounted on the far end of this sort of narrow room. Uh, a sink that's like covered in like dust and grime and what looks like freshly used soap, uh, but otherwise a pretty crusty looking recently used toilet. Why is there always crap? In these things, it happens. I thought there, I thought this room was bigger, and there were two doors. So, my mistake. I'm gonna go ahead and close the door. Luckily, there's no one sitting on the toilet awkwardly staring back at you. One of the iron. It's all. It's all though. It's all though. Also, what are you doing here? Now's not the time. There are bees. There he is. Freaking Aldo. Oh, where's Aldo? So, one action to open it. Are you gonna actually spend an action to close it too? Yes. Okay. And third action. Oh, you move towards the door too? Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So that brings us back to the top of the second round. So poor poor Wybert is getting stabby stabbed. So uh, oh, that's... poor baby. So that's going to be the first. He's going to need to make... Uh, oops, sorry. That's the wrong thing. Uh, three uh, basic reflex saves against the swarming of the, the wasp. Three? Yep, three is one action each, so you need to make three. Uh, 23 one. success, so you take half damage from the first one. So five piercing. Okay. And then make another one. Oh, not Anita. Wyber takes five damage. Right, Wyber. <laughs> okay, uh, another one. Uh, uh, 21. Success. All right, so you take half again. Uh, four points of piercing damage that time. Four, They're getting five, all inside of poor Wyber now and like mucking uh -huh. up his ears and okay. one last one one more i'm gonna use a hero point for that 15 that i rolled okay wybert is near death oh no poor wybert <laughs> yeah he's fine uh 18 uh is a failure oh still okay yeah so you will take the full damage 13 points on that one. Okay. Wybert's not there anymore. BDG Streams has given Anita a hero point. So you watch, uh, you don't watch, you see oh, like poor Wybert's eyes on the other end. 
the eyes like flutter and go like as like Wybert's eyes just say like offline. He goes and like falls over and stops moving. Okay. That uh, doesn't sound good. I know. It's all right. I'm ready. Um, can I delay my action because I need to be where Saruk is? So yeah, until after Saruk goes. Yep. Saruk, if you don't mind, I do need to be there to, to work on Wybert a little bit. Sure. Alright, you uh, delay your turn, Saruk. I will interact to open the door. Okay. Get him, Refi! Oh, that's true. You Refi was holding his action. I was. I will uh, strike and shoot the wasps. Alright, make that strike. Uh, that's a 21, which is a hit. Two points of concussive damage, which is not enough to get through the resistances that the wasp form has, and unfortunately net zero damage on the gun strike. Uh, but that was just your reaction. Yeah, yay. Uh, that brings us to the rest of Saruk's turn. Oh, it does. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna... I hate everything. I'm gonna hit it with my tusks. <laughs> Fire tusks. Or, no, wait, wait. What am I doing? I'm an investigator. Investigator, do investigate mm-hmm. things. I am going to rather devise. Okay. A stratagem. Second action, devise a stratagem. It's gonna be a ten on the dice or ten total. Sorry. Why is that strategy? Yeah, I two think I'm dice. gonna just five, ten, fifteen, straight out of the way. All right. Perfect. Um. Now, Anita, you want to take your turn? Uh, yes, please. Okay, so one action to step so that I'm adjacent to Wybert. The second action, haphazard repair from a buddy. I'll put it in chat. Do the uh, thing. There you go. Thank you. So you quickly fix your innovation at the cost of its stability. So he's going to come up unstable. Still. Well, the problem is he's already so unstable, he's and you can't take unstable actions when you're unstable. Me? But here's the thing, though. He took that unstable action, not me as Anita. Schweiber took the unstable action. But he's unstable, so you can't haphazard repair him. Right? The unstable trait specifically says... Let me just look it up. Yeah, it tracks the innovation, which in this case is Wybert, so... Yeah. Unless Anita's got a cybernetic arm, she's not telling anybody about. Um, yeah, the, the, I'm just double checking, but I'm pretty sure that because they both have the unstable trait, it says um, if you take an unstable action, okay, yeah. Uh, once you go, when you take an unstable action, on a failure, the innovation malfunctions and it becomes incapable of being used for further unstable actions. So, specifically, he's unable to be repaired because he went unstable. Oh, boy. Yeah. That makes sense. I am interesting. Well then, if that's the case, Wybert's there until the swarm is dealt with. So I'm mm-hmm. going to... So I have two more actions, right? Yeah, well, knowing that, knowing that you can't haphazard repair because of the unstable thing, you can take back your step if you don't want to step, right? You can still have your full three actions. No, I'll take a step there. Okay. So second action... <laughs> okay, second action I'll be I'll Ah, this is tricky. Second action I'm just gonna grab like a bottled lightning and then third action I'm gonna chuck it at them. You killed my robot! Okay. Again. Yep. So, so uh so you had you have a shield up, right? You have a shield in your hand? 
Oh, it's it's a shield that you can mm -hmm. use, right? A buckler, so you can yeah. use it to hold stuff. Perfect. So you you have repair holes in one hand. You go for the uh, bottled lightning. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. And you. Oh, chuck and I'm it. just gonna throw it at him. Yeah, target that wasp swarm and and hit it. Now Wybert is in the blast radius. His core is electric. He should be fine. Roll fifteen. Yeah, you roll the fifteen, which is gonna be a miss. So I the, would like to use a hero point for that one. Okay, yeah. The splash will still go off even with the miss, but you can go ahead and That's use that hero point to re-roll it. No, uh, that takes it to a natural one on oh. the hero point, which okay. takes the splash damage away, unfortunately. Unfortunate. I'll change my dice. This is where I, as a merciful GM, will allow you to keep the higher of the two rolls because it's not very heroic to fail with a natural one. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and apply the splash damage. So how much splash damage was it? It's just one electricity splash damage. So mm -hmm. this thing takes one electricity damage, but it's also weak five to splash damage. So it takes six points of damage from your splash. Oh, cool. Wybert gets hit with some of the electricity. Yeah, you know what? He's got a lightning variable core. He absorbs the one splash damage and, and acts like a lightning rod. Um, <laughs> but I think that was all three actions yeah. for Anita. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, that brings us to Ruffy's turn. Pistol didn't do too much. Can't really get in there with Wybert in there. Um, you can pass through allies, guys. These allies don't block your movement, right? But the, the swarm's right there. Yes, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. If I went there, would I be able to hit it or no? Let's see. Where did you go? Right up into the door frame. Like in Anita Square. But are you talking about like a melee strike? Oh, you're going to... I was going to punch some bees, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you... I mean, what's your movement speed? 25. Yeah, I mean, you could even move in through Anita and then get into the room here, like around the corner, and you'd be able to, uh, to not be in the bees and also punch them, I guess. Um, or, you know, from here, technically, you can. You're just going through the door frame, so it'll have partial cover to your punches. Don't know if I want to get in the room by myself with the giant swarm. What? You mean Wybert is not, doesn't count as an ally? Not when he's already down. Does Wybert provide flanking? Uh, I would, uh, yeah. I'll stride then okay. here. Sure. And then I would strike. Perfect. Swarm. Let's let's uh, go ahead and make that strike. What does this look like? This is the first time we've seen you use like melee combat techniques, right? So yeah, I'll I'll twirl the pistol around so it's uh, I'm actually holding like the butt of it, and then I'll rush in, kind of hands up, and then with a quick jab, try to go in between Anita. And uh, through Wybert's big bulky arms, and it's it's more of a uh, quick kind of almost like Kenpo or Tai Chi strike with a fist just straight, just yeah. flow like water. Show the moves, Ruffy. Yes. Show your moves. Uh, Twenty six is a hit, moves. not a crit. That is so. That's three points of bludgeoning damage. And as we saw earlier with Wybert trying to punch it. They have bludgeoning resistance that's above the three, and they take zero points of net damage. You managed to punch a few of them, 
right? You actually make contact with a couple of wasps, but the other thousand don't seem to notice. Uh, right. Can't punch it, can't shoot it. Anyone else got any ideas? You could shut the door. Is there a crane around here? Well, well, hold on. It's weak against anything that splashes. And then I'll uh, use my third action to, I guess, just reload my gun. <laughs> okay. Yep, reload. That brings us to Hal. How big is Wyvern? Medium size. Will I be able to pull him out of that room? If you move next to him and grab him and then pull, I just treat it like... It's basically going to be a little hefty, but what's your... Uh, let's see, what's your strength? What's your carrying capacity right now? Uh, you can carry up to nine. You only have three bulk. Yeah, you can easily get Wyber and drag him out of the room with your turn. I will do that. Put All right, him, so, uh, as far as I can. Yep. It's it's like moving... Um, like uh, What's your movement speed? 25. 25. So you can probably pull him 510. I'll let you get him to there. That's fine. So close the door. Dragging out like heavy wiper, like <gasps> dragging back. You have to like reach in to grab wiper into the swarm and drag it out. You can feel like the, the wasp landing on you and like filling you out. I'm not going to take an opportunity attack or anything, but you, you are like literally reaching into the swarm to rescue him. Uh, you pull wiper back and then immediately like slam the door closed. And then uh, you kind of hear the wasp sort of like the, the chaos crazy wasp swarm sort of like dissipates a little bit and eventually goes back to uh, to their normal thing. They don't chase you guys out of here. Once you close the door and leave them alone, they go back to leaving you guys alone. Unless you guys are going to press the issue, I think we're leaving initiative? You tell me. I ain't going to go in there. I can't punch or shoot it, so uh, I don't think I'll be of much use here. I need That's to it. I'm getting on Twitter.com and I'm yelling at Vanessa Hoskins for making a, a module that is just lethal to the thing you bring to Alkinstar. <laughs> right? <laughs> Here's a swarm. I think the Bryce says you, you dealt a lot of damage to it. You've thinned out the swarm, but they're not like coming after you, right? They are content to stay in their hive and live their life the way they did. They defended their territory. You leave them and all you're really losing is this awesome okay, like Anita, there's a full expanded alchemical kit just in there, just beyond your reach. Oh, well, you know what we could do? What if we were to go grab the, the Orb of Contemplation, roll it in, if it gets cold enough, perhaps the wasps will just leave on their own. Reasonable? That's Looking true. at everybody else. I mean, I could try and, like, take it off. However, I do need to repair Wybert. I, I need ten minutes. Yeah, Wybert is not dead like before, he's just, mm -hmm. um, like, needs to be repaired so you get your repair kit out you can spend 10 minutes uh repairing wiper and we'll you can go ahead and roll that while that's happening saruk will work on getting the orb of refrigeration down from the wall perfect yeah the problem is it's not really a wall right? it's it's got this really hefty metal metal frame that is kind of holding it suspended from the ceiling and there's no way to get the orb out of the metal frame without somehow dismantling the entire cage around it Gotcha. So we could do that, but like I was telling with Anita earlier, it's going to take like finesse. Like we were talking about like extracting the chemicals, but if you're talking about just taking the full orb out, that is also a thing we could do. But we're just going to have mm. to make like a sort of role for it. Um, it's not just an gotcha. automatic thing, but it's something we can do. Like a fever check or something? It will be. A Alternatively, a from the ceiling. what happens if a guy who's wearing full plate holds on to it 
and then jumps. Can I pull it off from the roof? Uh, you know what? I think we can answer that question when we get back from break because we are going to oh, take God. our break. I like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can totally like try to like hang from it until it falls out of the ceiling, right? I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> it is. I will say, just to be clear, I mean, you're you're an 18 strength investigator. It is a very volatile chemical item that can rupture and potentially have a lot of explode, like dangerous chemicals in it that Anita wants to extract to make weapons out of. I'm just putting that out there. We've got to, we need to extract them to extract the bees. Yeah. It is possible, but with bad rolls, it's going to like break it. You know what I mean? Maybe bad rolls never. <laughs> As we kind of come in, we see um, Anita kind of with the tools out uh, working. And uh, this time, Wybert did not get so demolished by like a rust creature that it was left and abandoned. You guys came together, rescued Wybert allowing Anita to save it and begin doing the repairs necessary um, to bring it up to full health. And we rolled those crafting checks during the, the break so we don't, like, drag the game out. But there's no immediate lurking danger or a time-sensitive thing, so Anita's going to spend the next, like, 10, 20 minutes getting Wybert functional. And so you guys catch your breath and escape with your lives. What would you like to do next? I was thinking, Refugule, did you see any... Uh... Uh, you don't remember the drink that Phoebe gave you the other day, lit it on fire. Do you think there's any of the flammable alcohol in any of them vats? Maybe we could douse one of them tents in the other room or, you know, some crates and that and just kind of push it into the room and maybe that smoke will drive them out. Ah, uh, could take a look. Gaia used to know. Part of the old crew used to make his own on moonshine. So uh, I think our best bet is that vat labeled still. Don't want to go near the mash. If there's any mash left in there, it'd be pretty nasty. But, uh, the still might have some. Uh, I can go take a look. And I'll, uh, I'll walk up the catwalk. Take your turn, buddy. Do a couple turns. Walk back down <laughs> the catwalk. <laughs> on the catwalk. Yeah. So you strut your stuff up on the catwalk. Um, yeah. So, uh, so Ruffy, you're doing this. You're kind of going over. And just so I know where everyone is, Rook, you are trying to sort of remove the cold device from the freeze, the cold storage room. Mm -hmm. So we will get to that. Like, in, like narrowly what's happening is in the other room. Actually, I think as you move up to the top of the catwalk, um, I'll cut over to Saruk. Saruk, you're in the room. You know, the room itself is maybe like eight feet tall. This thing hangs down about a foot. You're tall enough. You can just reach up and have access to it without even needing a ladder or anything. What is your plan for uh, dislodging this? So the wonders of taking a break is that means I get to get up and think about things instead of spur of the moment. <laughs> I'm going to grab it and fucking pull. Uh, is it? No, Miley. You're not going to Miley Cyrus it? No, because that will be bad. <laughs> is it like, is it? Uh, anywhere up on the top where it's like screwed on or bolted on or somewhere where like a crafting check could get it off the wall. Yeah, so it definitely is. It looks like the the kind of purpose of this like hardened cage is to keep it stable, right? The chemicals inside are unstable and if they shift too much, that can be dangerous. So the, this kind of cage is welded pretty tight around it. So if you wanted to get access to the core, that's harder. But what you're talking about is just removing it from the ceiling, right? And so as you look... So as if I have like a wand that has a cold orb on the end of it? Not quite, but there is a sort of... Um, 
it does look for for whatever reason like you could attempt a crafting check to dislodge the whole core from the ceiling kind of un unconnect it and pull it down and then you'd be able to uh to sort of move it around and keep it in your hands right and just be the cold to do that though you would need like a like something to stand on but there's plenty of crates in this room and stuff like that okie dokie Okay. Here goes nothing. Yep. So let's make that crafting check. Ooh, look at that. I'll, 25. Let me, let me put the dice roll Ooh. up here for the, the audience to see. That's a 16 on the dice for a total of 25. And in just a few minutes, you manage to tiptoe up to the top and sort of unseat this thing and very gently, without dislodging it or like breaking the core or rupturing it, remove this device down and step, and you are holding it. It is like being in this close proximity to it is definitely cold. I would suggest using a cloth or something so you're not holding it with your direct bare hands but otherwise you now have this this uh core on your person and it's just sort of emitting that like cold around you nice so i'll just wrap it up in oh there's probably some old moldy towels in here Mm -hmm. so you can wrap it up yeah it's good enough take one of those wrap up the sort of cold core um, and you can kind of come back out. And as you come back out, you see Anita is sort of uh, getting the finishing touches of Wybert. Um, and over on the catwalk, uh, Refi, you said you were going to check the still one? Right. I see uh, I see Tusk coming out with that ball. I just look over. Huh. Tonight's forecast. A freeze is coming. Why are you like this? Never <laughs> mind. <laughs> so this one on Bloody the Bloody far- hell, Refi! Nice. This one on the far right is the one labeled still. So that would be the one you were going to check first, right? The first one. I mean, you go up the catwalk, it's the first one. There is that sort of hatch, like I said, that you could access. Mm-hmm. And so you, like, kind of open it and take a look inside. Um, it looks like it's emptied out. The it There's, like, maybe a bit of, like, musty smell and old. It hasn't been properly cleaned since the last time it was used, but there's no active br- anything brewing in this, and it is empty. It smells like some of the bars in my 20s. Aren't you like 19? <laughs> that was Richard saying that, not Riff. <laughs> so that uh, one at least seems empty. Uh, doesn't look like there's any hooch in here. How? Oh, well, it looks like uh, Saruk got that cold ball from the other room. And just roll it in there and wait for a little while, and maybe they just all leave or go to sleep or croak. Cold. And uh, as it, it, it's really cold. Yeah, as, as you're doing that back and forth across the thing, um, as Refi's standing here at the top of the catwalk, having this conversation across, checking this bat, you notice, like, there's, like, this kind of, like, little banging noise, and now that you're here, Refi, you notice that the vat next to the one you're standing at um, had, like, a banging noise, like a hollow metal, the same noise you heard before, but it almost sounds like it's coming from, like, inside the barrel, inside the, the sort of uh, kettle, I guess it what is it called? There's a name for these things. Vats. A vat? Yes. Inside the vat. It does sound like there's like a noise that's there. It's the rat. In the vat. I think one of those rodents could get trapped in one of these things. Maybe. I mean, if they uh. were fat, they couldn't get out of the vat. <laughs> we're just writing a children's book today. Yeah, so you move over the right. It looks like you move over to it. Yeah, I'll take my pistol and just give it a tap. Yeah, so you sort of like tap, tap on it, and there is like a a kind of a a hollow banging noise, but the sound of this bang 
is one that lets you know that this one is full of liquid. It is not empty like the last one. There is um, a pretty hollow, like not so hollow sound, like a, a deeper sort of liquidy sound inside this vat as you bang, bang, bang on it. Can't see the label, Hal. Which one's this one called right below me? What is this? It says fermenting. Uh, it's farm fermenting. So it probably doesn't smell too good. There's there's a bit of um like a of a more movement that happens, Ruffy. And then as you're looking down on it, you notice like the whole lid sort of pops up and shifts over a little bit. And you can see the sloshing liquid underneath it as it sort of slides upwards out of the vat and looks like it's coming right at you. Not another goddamn ooze, no. <laughs> We're going to throw another ooze because I know you guys love oozes, right? Wait, 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 a beer ooze. A oh, booze. boy. Technically, you're not, you're not far off. This is a yeast ooze. A, ye- a yeast <laughs> ooze. Cool. We call it booze. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Vanessa Hoskins special. The yeast ooze that is coming up at Reficule, up at the out of the vats at you. So everyone, if you would please, and we'll say in this moment, like literally the moment that you like get Wybert turned on and repaired is the moment that this happens. So Wybert is back in action. Would you Just say I was... Just wanted to find Vash and get all these drugs and take them to his house so he'd stop scouting. being so weird. That's... Yeah, yeah, you were definitely That's... scouting. You were scouting. You were scouting. Take your scouting <laughs> bonus. Oh man, Saru's just gonna throw the whole core right in this thing, isn't he? Annie, you don't have any uh, Uza no. seal bombs in there, do you? I got Get rid of light that bombs. Oh, natural twenty for the ooze <laughs> on the on the initiative. <laughs> Better than rolling on the attack. That's true. I still have one more lightning, bottled lightning. Oh God! Of course, I rolled terrible. So your, your bonus is not going to make a difference on these initiative rolls as far as tiebreakers go, uh, Hal. So, up first, the yeast ooze. Uh, so. <laughs> the ooze. With one action, it has to, it's, it can't, you know, it has to kind of come up out of, out of the vat. Uh, so it moves up and like sort of sloughs itself and crawls up and reforms like on the sort of catwalk rated thing and beneath it you guys can watch as like the ooze sort of like drips and just kind of falls towards the ground but it kind of forms up as this large thing that towers over the top of Ruffycule here on the catwalk on the catwalk yeah on the catwalk and (laughs) take your turn right and (laughs) targets Ruffy and uh, does a uh, like a melee attack Uh, it it looks like this weird sort of like (laughs) bits of like slurpy yeasty ooze reach out and like grab Refi by like the arm and the body 25 i'm pretty sure is a hit that would be a hit uh you're gonna take five points of bludgeoning damage and as the thing like hits you um i need you to make a uh a fortitude save against the uh the yeasty disease that it carries all right Oh boy, that's a natural twenty. That is a natural twenty. Chris in the chat. Chris in chat for Ruffy, and then with its third and final action, it 
doesn't have a lot, so it does a map attack. That's a six. It's a critical miss. Completely gets you like pull back. You freed yourself from it. However, like back as you're doing this, the rest of you, your eyes turn to like the last vat with all this movement and the banging. Uh, the last lid pops off too, and you watch as like another yeast ooze sort of slurps out with one action onto the floor, and then um, with the second action slurps over towards the closest thing it can see, which is Hal. And it makes its own uh, attack against uh, against Hal. How the fuck did the Iron Band survive in this catastrophic <laughs> right? How did Kasali survive uh, this? 23, which That'd I believe be... hits. Yeah? Yeah. Alright, so that is 9 points of bludgeoning damage, and I need you to make the same fortitude save that uh, Ruffy made. I'm going to use a hero point. Let's use a hero point. And mm-hmm. by the way, if you have hero points, if you're in our audience and you've earned heroic coins and you would like to donate them to the cast, now is a decent time. Please, oh boy. Please do. Nice. Nice. Let's you go. are also now completely unaffected by it. That is all of the ooze's turn. Um, Anita. Okay. Are we going to find Yeah. Are we, are we running away? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking want to. I want to. I want to hit it. I want to redeem ourselves and try. So what uh, is Anita doing on her turn? Two actions, giving Wybert three, just so okay. that to help create space for my mites. Okay. So Wybert's going to move right here. Okay, Wybert. Wybert oh. move. Wybert smash. Uh, first action, uh, Wybert smash. Okay. Well, first action move, second action smash. Oh, right? sorry. Second action smash. Yep. Go ahead and oh, make could that I smash. like interweave like an action from mine because I still have one action. Yeah, I think so. There's no, there's. I don't think there's a set order you have to take them in. Okay, cool. Because I want to take one more action to overdrive. Perfect. Let's do it. Okay, so let me put that on chat. It should be a, uh, a standard level check, I believe. Chat. There you go. Yeah, so crafting, standard DC, that would be Mary Chrysler, a 17. 17 is a success. success. So you get the success, so you add half of your intelligence modifier to uh, your damage. I do need to edit Wybert. We we need to make a special effect for Wybert, because we haven't used this yet. I dragged it to him, though. Yeah, but it's going to base off his intelligence, which is not what we want, right? Oh, okay. So (laughs) uh, I'll, I'll just add it. We need to make a special one for Wybert that's okay. like hard coded, but for now it's fine. Uh, okay, so it'll be what's like your int plus mod? Your int mod's four, right? Four, yes. Yeah, so I'm just gonna hard code the int mod to four for now. The Wybert smash, Mary Chrysler. That's a natural one. Natural one's not gonna hit. first hit. Hello, Meller. Displeased. Meller both oh, chat. Can I use Hello? a hero point for that one? Yeah, oh, you got I a hero don't point. have a hero it. point anymore. I think you used both of two. them. Two. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Richard is giving you another hero point. A third hero point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. RK Richard RPG. I want to do RK Richard RPG. <laughs> what a kind man. <laughs> Damn, I'm ro- Wybert's not rolling well today. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, that's still a miss. Okay, uh, second action for Wybert. Oh, he's going to take a map attack. Another Wybert smash. Blue. Okay, that's a 20 to hit. That 20 will be a hit. 
Perfect. So this person who's will take eleven points of bludgeoning damage. Actually, more. The overdrive didn't work. Um, so it's oh plus two. So thirteen points of bludgeoning damage. Thirteen points of bludgeoning damage to this yeast ooze. So it's this weird sort of like sludgy old fermented yeast that has turned into an ooze. Right. You punch mm-hmm. into it, and you watch as it sort of like ripples out. And as you punch and it ripples out, it like explodes out in this huge almost crater. It is actually weak to bludgeoning damage. Whoa! So it's going... Not me thinking it was about to split. Right? No, it's weak, (laughs) so it takes an extra five bludgeoning damage. So in total, that was 18 damage that Wyvern did. Oh, nice! That's the end of our turn. Like what? Things can be weak to our attacks? Yes, yes, they can. Thank you, Vanessa Thank Hoskins. Thank you, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> An ooze that we can beat? So what are the odds of me opening this door and then chain encountering the wasp swarm in? Zero, right? For one action, I interact and open the door. Okay, you open the door. The wasps are, like, you know, they're not active. They're just kind of doing their wasp thing. Most of them are back in the nest. Some of them are flying around. And then for second action, very, very carefully with, like, the cloth unwrap it such that it's sitting, like, flat. On top of it, uh-huh. I interact to set the orb of infinite fuck you wasp swarm okay. right there. Right in the door. And then I'm going to shut the door. Perfect. Mission accomplished. I passed turn. Yeah. Tusk, you forgot to say chill out. <laughs> oh, right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> it's time for the deep freeze. Bloody <laughs> hell, how am I to die again from a news? <laughs> <laughs> it's how we're coping. Perfect. Uh, so, yeah. That's happening on the other side. The camera pans back on top of the catwalk. Refi, this this yeasty ooze is trying to get at you. Right. Refi remembers the ooze from before, trying to shoot at it. And doesn't take out his pistol. Doesn't take his ten steps away. Just brings up his fists with, the, <laughs> with, that are, with his wraps. And just is going to punch. Those nice <laughs> punch wraps that were ooze. stuck at the bottom of that oily river are now on your fists. And they're giving this ooze hell. Let's see what you've learned in your training this week. Mary Chrysler. Come on, Chrysler. God I'm damn it, Chrysler. Point. Let's use the hero yes. point on that too, please. Thank you. You hear there's like a flashback where, where Urshap is like like hitting you in the back of the head, like, no, that's not the right way. So you dig in deep. Doc Nina's giving you another hero point in chat. Uh 14. This is the oh, 14. 14. 14. 14's a hit, by the way. It is a giant ooze, it's not very hard to hit it. So that is a hit. All right, I'll take it. Just a lot of HP. <laughs> For two points of damage, okay. I'm going to change that dice. The same as Wybert, though. This thing is re- weak to bludgeoning. So as you punch into it, your force of the blow sort of like ripples and explodes a bunch of yeast out the side that goes across the vat. For sure, you are uh, able, like, it's weak to bludgeoning. So that's good. All right, that's something at least. Oh, we got a redemption from Melorbode, which is saying that we all need to s- just relax and stretch. Stretch. There's no relaxing. I know, that I was awesome. <sighs> to stretch. Only a bad meta. <laughs> uh, so you still have two more actions, I believe. Two actions, that's right. Um, Why not? I'm going to map attack it. For sure, map attack. Map it. You guys, 19's a hit. It's a 19. Hit, not a crit. There we go. Seven damage. 
Seven plus, plus five more, so that's 12 points of bludgeoning damage as you that's just beat cool. into the ooze some more. So yeah, you just see Refi raise his fists and do a quick jab cross. And then uh, for my third action, I am going destroyed. Okay. Out of there. Yep. And as chat can see, in fact, there was a turn here on the catwalk. <laughs> a little like, turn <laughs> here on the catwalk. Do a little turn on that catwalk. <laughs> <laughs> You sexy thing. And that's Sashay. my turn. He sashays. That is. All right, Halbrant. All right, Al is going to use one action to draw his Kopesh. Ooh, okay. Then he is going to use one action to snagging strike this creature. Can you describe what it looks like to snagging strike a Yisu? Yeah, he tries to grab the fermented beer and yeast and like pull it towards him so see if he could like smell it or lick it as he huh. grabs onto the beast and swings with his kopesh oh boy 29 that's Ooh. a critical hit it's actually close to being a double critical hit <laughs> oh damn that's not a thing but it is well the damage <laughs> roll wasn't great though <laughs> um so this is slashing damage um, so you deal 10 points of slashing damage, and as you do, you realize now it doesn't cut as easy. It's resistant 5 to the slashing, um, and it takes 5 points of damage. Awesome. And then I will use my third action to go into a defensive stance using dueling parry. Awesome. Nice. Go ahead and drag that parry effect to your token so you get your AC bonus. Because you did snagging strike, it's also flat-footed uh, for other people, right? Yeah, that's my turn. Yep, it's... I don't know how, but you have knocked this giant yeast who's off-balance with your snagging. You're like, got your arms around it or something. Pretty cool. Just a bunch of it is stuck to the Kopesh, and it's like taffy on the bottom of one shoe. <laughs> how, how's trying to drink it, it, and it's actually afraid of him, so it keeps, like, pushing <laughs> <laughs> back? All right. Oh, no. Let's see. So this thing, uh, first it moves uh, at like 20 feet to uh, move forward 20 feet. Yep. And then uh, second action, it strikes at Ruffy with that pseudopod yeasty attack. Uh, 26. That's a hit, not a crit. Hit, not a crit. That's going to be 10 points of bludgeoning damage. And if you could make a fortitude saving throw, please. As it's going to do a... Uh, That's a 23. Perfect success. You shrug off the effects. Uh, and then it's going to make its map attack. That's a miss. 14's a miss. All right. Um, Hal, uh, you snag this thing. It's not smart enough to know to move. It just targets you and does a pseudopod attack with its first strike. Natural one. Not going to hit. Do you trigger anything on a, on a critical miss? Because that's the second critical miss in a row. With a total of seven. And then with its third and final negative one attack penalty. Three critical misses in a row. <laughs> you like hold this thing off balance. And it's not able to get a solid strike off. And that is all three of the yeast uses turn. Anita. Uh, first action to over... Try and see if I can get a critical success on my overdrive. Okay, so you're going to spend an action to try to upgrade your, your um, overdrive, okay. Yeah, so that would be 
Apologies. Quit crafting. Mary Chrysler! The fail. 13, it's not enough to upgrade it to a critical success, at least. Okay. Alright, so uh, two actions again to give Wybert three. Okay. He's flat-footed, correct? He is, yeah. So, Wybert smash. Wybert smash. Get a Wybert mm. smash. Another two, it's Wybert. A nine. Uh, mm -hmm. Nine totals just missing. Come on, Wybert. This is a... He's flat-footed already. <laughs> a 12. Uh, a 12 will hit. All right. Thanks to the flat-footed penalty. Uh, that's five. Oh, sorry. Eight points of eight legendary plus damage. your two overdrive is ten. Oh, yeah. Ten points of legendary So, uh... And then it takes, uh... Because, uh... It takes extra because of the... the Bludgeoning and the uh, bonus. So 15 points total from Wybert Smash. Okay. And then I'm going to actually just one action to give Wybert two. And then I'll okay. use my third action to get in the middle right here. So just stride in case people need some healing. Okay. That's it for my turn. Go ahead and stride over there. Perfect. That brings us to Saruk, who has given the wasps an offering and spin around yes. and you see the ooze is sort of like a like cow's got one ooze like by the hand and Ruffy Cool's like punching one. It's it's a chaotic scene. The ooze has hands, I'm concerned. Oh, okay, oh so. CJ gives the GM a hero point. CJ really does not like you guys. Every time mm, he shows up and gives you me a hero point. Thank you, CJ. What happens when I reject it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you were the chosen CJ. one, CJ. You're supposed to bring balance to our campaign, not destroy not, it. Not destroy it. it. <laughs> so we're going to stride there, okay. uh, interact to draw my multi-pistol in his ranged huh? mode, and uh, how high off the ground It's is. just five feet up. It's not the high of a catwalk. Gotcha. Or oh, a catwalk. Refi's doing a little turn on on that catwalk. Oh, he is. I we think we're gonna for the end, the, the play out. Right? Although we'll get copyright. DM, yeah, DMCA. Oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> what's a what's a little find a copyright infringement? Oh my God, load your gun, Saruk. Okay, I think I'm gonna take a shot at the one that is chasing Refi. and I'm definitely gonna read all of the things and make sure all the things are going. Brow. All right. That's the one um, up by reference. Right? Oh boy, that's a natural twenty. That's a natural twenty. Even so with did we ever come to consensus on whether or not the fatal dice gets seen? I'm just gonna press this button. Uh, this so this creature specifically, um, unlike the ones before. Oh, they are immune to critical hits. So you just roll normal damage. Gotcha. And then with the, the concussive trait, it is a concussive trait. We'll be bludgeoning, which is really good right here. Nice. Mm -hmm. So then should shake out to, I think, just seven, but then other things. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so it was a seven on the dice. Uh, well, because, no, you got to roll a regular damage because it wouldn't even get the D8. It would just be a D4, right? Right. So it would just be the... Oh, just just roll it. Yeah. Just roll regular damage roll. Yeah, on the, on you're the right. I got really excited. I was like, ooh, I got a lot of damage. It's three, actually. Three, um, and then that is... It's... it's Bludgeoning five, so that takes eight damage. That's good. Yeah. And that is my turn. 
Not bad, not bad. Um, perfect. All right, uh, Ruffy. All right. That hurt a bit, so I'm going to get the hell out of dodge. And then second action, I'm going to... Oof, I don't like how close it is to me. But uh, how about how injured is it? Not too much. It's injured. I'm going to second action draw my pistol. Third action shoot it. All right. Blast away. Uh, fifteen is enough to be a hit. Yep, I'll keep it because it doesn't matter if I get a crit anyway. So. Sure. That's seven damage. Seven, and with the concussive trait, it deals five more, so that's a total of uh, 12. So the ooze takes 12 points of damage. As you, like, leave, like, a crater, blow out the side of it, it's got this, like, large divot taken out of the side of it that's, like, slowly reforms. And that is the end of my turn. All three actions. All right. Perfect. Uh, Hal? Seeing as how my sword didn't quite work, um, it is no longer flat-footed at the start of my turn, and I'm going to go ahead and punch him with my hand. All right. As opposed with your teeth. That is correct. My forehead. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Unarmed strike that ooze. It seems to be doing the job around you. Snagging strike it with my punch. Let's see it. Uh, 18 will be a uh, hit. Oh, that's some strength you got there. So it takes 5 extra for bludgeoning, so that's 11 points of damage total. It is now flat-footed. It is flat-footed again as you snagging strike it. I will make a map attack. Yep. Uh, 14 is a hit. Nice. Nice. Eight more plus five, 13. 13 nice. points. Uh, you like, you grab it and you just have it in a headlock and you're just like punching the shit out of its face until it like dissipates and just falls into like a just large puddle of like yeasty ooze as the like life, whatever little life it had goes out of it. It is now dead. Mm. I'm going to move for my last action. I'm going to go 10, 15. Uh, I'll get right here. And that is my turn. Top of the round, the one remaining ooze. It doesn't so much, like, move as it, like, sloughs down. And it uses one action. To, like, and as he gets here, like, half of it spills over the edge of the stairs. And almost, like, reaches all the way to the ground as it continues to just do this awkward tumble thing right at you. One stride to get there. Um, the second stride to get within, like, range of you two. And then the third action, uh, it's just going to stick with its buddy, Reficule. Oh, that's a natural one on the dice. But luckily, CJ chat gave me a hero point. (laughs) So I'm cashing in that (laughs) hero point right now. CJ, if this kills Reficule, the blood is on your hands. I saw it. It was going to be a natural 20, and then it hit the side of the screen yeah. and landed on the two. Oof. Still All right. Missed. You're safe for now, CJ. You're safe was... for now. <laughs> All right, Anita. 
All right. Uh, first action, I'm pulling out my healer's tool. Second action, battle medicine on Refi. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What did you have in your hands before? You had nothing, right? You had the repair kit. Uh, we put that away. Shield. Yeah, you're good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, oh, that's Wybert. Why is it Wybert? <laughs> Wybert makes a skill check. <laughs> All right. For Refi, my Chrysler. Uh, 21. All right. Battle medicine. That's going to be a uh, success. 2d8, right? right? think so? 2d8. Uh, Ruffy, that is, is that four points for you. Sorry, it's low. Uh, yeah, one action. Uh, one action to give Wybert two. So for his first action. Oh my gosh. He's going to move here. Is he on the okay. stairs? What is this? Uh, he's half on the stairs. Yeah, he's coming down the staircase, but he's spilling over the edge. He's flat-footed from here, for sure. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, I can't use that for flat-footed. Wybert smash! Blue? Mm. Oh. Well, a, ten. a 10. Still a hit. Yeah, it's a 10. It is a hit. Why is a hit? Thanks. It's a hit oh, thanks to the flat-footed flat condition. Yep. Sweet! Uh, that's five plus two, seven. That's another five, 12 points of bludgeoning damage. The overdrive yep. is giving zero. Right, that's where we're adding it manually. So, uh, wow. the 12 total bludgeoning damage on that strike. Mm -hmm. I gotta, uh, I gotta make a custom two. overdrive for Wybert. Wybert one, overdrive, two. that'll hard code the, the bonus. Yeah. There's no way for the uh, familiar or the, the companion to reference the owner's stats right now. So Wyber's intelligence is zero, so he's getting zero bonus from Overdrive. <laughs> that's that's the problem. Yeah, he's if not he only had a brain. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's all. That's the end of my turn. If he only had a brain, he'd be upset about the amount of abuse we've put through. <laughs> Mother, why have you forced me to go into a room full of wasps? Mother, let room me full out. Of rusters. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? <laughs> Your son needs therapy, Anita. We fucked up. I fall from grace. I'm no longer a paladin. I also strive to hear interact and switch my mates to its melee mode. Yeah. And I'm gonna just fucking Bludge bonk. It. Yeah, bonk it. I'm gonna bludgeon that shit. I'm gonna bludgeon that shit with this heckin' mace. That's a natural Ooh. twenty. It it's looks man, why? Yeah. I'm rolling the critical dice for vanity's sake, and then I'll roll the actual dice. So it should have been eight damage, Wowie, but it was actually four damage. Oh. <laughs> whack! Uh, you you come in, you whack it, and then the entire thing explodes, and like uh, Hal and Ruffy and Saruk and Wybert just get coated in this like gush of like yeast as it like dies. And, uh, we killed we, something! We, we are out of initiative, guys, and you've done it. What's the what's the recall knowledge check for this thing? Uh, that would be... Uh, <laughs> do you want to take a guess? It's actually occultism. Yeah, yeah, which I'm not bad at. You want a secret? Yes. What are you trying to, to <laughs> suss out? Thanks, non-GM. Uh, mostly I want to know if, like, this is a yeast, this is a bread ooze, mm -hmm. right? Is this Is this food? I'm, here's the dice roll. I'm not looking. I really hope I didn't roll a one. Okay. Okay. Uh, yes. It's if it were to be cooked, you're pretty sure it would be edible without uh, without as long as you cook it to cook out all the poisonous 
yeasty disease it might carry. Because uh, just looking at it, you know that yeast oozes, they, they do carry a disease in them. But you're pretty sure with enough fire, you could totally cook out any potential deadly disease. Uh, actually, actually, um, no, I'll, I'll say this because you rolled high enough. Uh, it's not fire that will cure the disease. It's actually cold. If you expose these things to cold, they are very <laughs> weak to cold. If they are exposed to cold, you could then get rid of that disease on the inside. Fire might work too, but you know for sure cold will remove the disease. Nice and out of character. Beer bread is fucking delicious. <laughs> so like, mm. Well, that came up much better than I thought it would. Holy shit. There's a couple I would of, say dinner is on me tonight. Yeah, there's a couple of large piles of this ooze. Some Half of it is still on the catwalk. catwalk. But it is uh, it is able to be, if you really got like some kind of container, you could scoop up this yeast. But also just know it's been sitting here for probably, you know, a year plus completely abandoned. <laughs> I'm making beer bread tomorrow. Mm. Mm. I'm jealous. Um, but we've done it, guys. We fought it. The, these oozes were not as scary as the rust ooze. They were not metal resistant, or right? Or the wasps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we got to combine the two, a waspy yeast ooze. I believe they call those rust monster swarms. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, we're also Lord. not level one, so that helps. That's true. Mm -hmm. But I'm proud of you guys for doing it. Gee, thanks, Dad. We did. <laughs> we did a thing. I guess uh, I guess there wasn't any good alcohol in there, Rescue. We just got some other stuff. Um, we'll take a few minutes and just catch our breath. There's one vat that hasn't been checked on this side of the room. <laughs> Refi goes and sits in the corner. <laughs> Toss you. You're doing pretty well, that mace. Maybe you should check out that vat. Yeah, sure. I'll do my little turn on the catwalk. Yeah, this is the vat that the rat was drinking from with the leaky's faucet. It's like the third one over. And as you sort of like approach it and peek inside, uh, it there's no yeast ooze in this one. It is full of what smells like a very sour uh, beer. It's like spilt. Like it's definitely beer, but it's been left for so long and neglected. It's spoiled, and it, it probably uh, is yes. not. The rat was drinking from that vat. What was that, Rick? What is it? What is it? Uh, it's a smell like. It's kind of sour. Bad. It smells bad. like stale beer. I presume. Ask the rat. <laughs> you could probably sell that. Call it an IPA. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a lot of hops in that freezer. So many hops. Suddenly we've become venture capitalists and we're no longer adventurers. Wowie. This adventure took a Well, time. I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. so these. While I'm up here, I want to just ping all the rest of these. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you kind of go around and look. Um, the the one on the sort of the west wall, uh, the two on the top are like the mash, um, the mash containers. Uh, they are. I guess. Actually, the entire four on this side are empty. One by one, you clear the, uh, the the kettle and the mash things. Not cleaned perfect, but they at least were cleaned, unlike some of the other ones. And 
They are just sitting empty, and as you peek inside, you can see down to the bottom with your dark vision. Pretty much just empty. There's like a few rat corpses in like one of them. Like the rats had fallen in and couldn't get out. What a miserable existence. And well, they're clear. I figure we give our wasps time to get nice and cold and cozy. Right. As you yeah. sort of come down this, this catwalk right here and say that it's clear, um, the wall that you're coming down, just on the other side of it, you hear like a the sound of glass breaking that kind of catches your ear and stops you. Um, and as you sort of like maybe lean in and listen to the ear, there is definite like movement and talk going on in that room. It's muffled. There's a muffled voice. But there's definitely something talking in that room. That sort of like, but you, it's hard to make out what it's being said. But I think the parents from Charlie Brown are in there. <laughs> but definitely the sound of a glass breaking, like glass shattered. So I'll, I'll get there, hold up a hand for quiet, and then just like, can I lean into the wall and listen and see if I can't pick up anything else? Sure, yeah. Give me a perception check. And those oh, of you yeah. watching Saruk from across the room, this door, there is a label over the door. And it just says a tasting room. All right, 15. I think with the 15, you hear the sound of like a greeting, essentially like, like, welcome to the East of All Brewery. Does it sound like they're talking to, to, to me? It sounds like they're talking to someone. Maybe not you, maybe you, but it's hard to suss who they're talking to, just that you picked up. And if they were talking to you, it's so quiet that they're probably not doing a very good job. So I'll say that you probably don't think they're talking to you. So I'm going to motion quickly at everyone, then point at the door without saying anything. Well, I'm going to make a lot of noise. I'm wearing full plate walking down a, a catwalk. I will say the Contact, come a on. lot of the party does look pretty banged up. So do we want to... I need like 10 minutes... Before you rush in there. I mean, I gave you all potions if you want to also, use them Also, Saruk spent time going around and checking each vat. That would be a, you know, if you guys want to spend that that chunk of time to do your medicine check to heal yourself or whatever, that's fine. You can all have access to one if you're trained and have tools. Yes, I'll do one for Refi, another one. Okay. Do you have tools, oh, Hal? No. Yes. Oh. No, Hal is looking expectantly at Anita like, where's mine? One at a time. Hang right. on a second. Oh, how? Hang on. I I could do you one better. How? Here. Let me give so you. As as they're doing that too, sir. The, this door on the left here is the one where you heard the sound coming from. This is the one that's labeled um, tasting room. Uh, this this mm -hmm. door right here is another door which is unlabeled. Suspicious. Was the bathroom labeled? The bathroom was not labeled. Neither was any of these doors. The only one that's been labeled so far is the cold storage and the tasting room. Am I supposed to eat this or drink this? What Are you this? supposed to drink it, Hal? All right. To, like, wear out? All right. That's the success on your medicine No, it, w it shouldn't wear out. Hang on a second. Two healing, Hal. Mmm... <laughs> Just two, hang on. One more. Uh, Ravi is gonna get. Can you tell we were beaten, battered, and bruised at level one by the amount of elixirs of life that have just five. rapidly shown up. <laughs> right. And then yes, the next one for Hal would be. Do, 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 do. 
A 10. A 10 is going to be an unsuccessful Hang check. On. Do I have the hero point? You burned through three already. I don't think so. But maybe. Oh, never mind. Sorry, Hal. Yeah. I'll, uh... No, I will say there's no there's no real time constraint other than Saruk's, you know, wanting to get the job done. So if you can talk Saruk down, you can take as much time as you want to heal up. I mean, when it's clear when 10 minutes have passed and it's not breaking glass, a.k.a. Oh, God, they're running away. Yeah. Then it sounds like as you're sitting here, it doesn't sound urgent. It does sound like the, the kind of like talking. It's very sporadic. It's not like constant conversation, but every so often you will hear like the sort of like, welcome to the East of all brewery. Like somebody's on the other side talking and is it sound like it's repeating. It sounds. Yes. Yes. It sounds like it's repeating. It's like the same sort of inflection, the same sort of greeting, uh, almost like maybe like something's practicing, like somebody like rehearsing lines or something. Uh, but you only heard the glass break once you haven't heard any more commotion breaking glass or anything like that. So when I hear the same lines with the same inflection repeat, repeating over and over, is that a reasonable assumption? Hmm. Maybe there's a clockwork something or other on the other side. Or like, should I roll before I'm just abject metagaming? No, I think that's reasonable, and especially someone with like an 18 intelligence. But for con for um, constructs don't typically speak. You know, the real like um, it's not unheard of though for them to speak. But that would be like a, a sort of an upgrade that someone would have to pay to get a clockwork to speak. And clockworks generally wouldn't be intelligence. They would just be able to, you know, sp spit Repeat out the same lines right. over and over. Yeah, you could have some pre-programmed phrases like a like a Teddy Ruxpin or something. I guess Teddy Ruxpin had a cassette tape, didn't he? Mm. Wow, that was an old so, tape. Anyways. Fuck it was. When the team gets here, I'm gonna raise my shield. And open the door. So you guys are good I'm with the healing? You guys got healed up enough? Okay. That, uh, that uh, grape juice was perfect. I'm ready to go. So are you opening the door? Like, are you are you opening it, like, nice and, and like, solid? Or are you trying to do a peek just to see what's on the other side? Yeah, there's, like, raise the shield. Assuming the door opens yep. out, it just kind of push open with my shield. Yep. So, Not to peek, but, like, to, like, get it yep, open. Yeah, you get it open and out of the way completely. Um, You can see what appears to be, like, a small tasting room and just to the, your right in the door, it actually looks like a small bar has been set up here. Uh, there's a small table with two chairs in the corner, but the, the kind of focus is sort of this long bar, and you can even get a glimpse of, like, bottles that have kind of been st um, stacked here on the counter and near the foot of the bar, like, on the floor, a recently broken bottle of something and fresh shard glass kind of in that space. Um, there's a metal-framed glass double door but the wooden boards have just been nailed across it, like sealing this room in, um, on the outside in. And uh, your eyes, though, are drawn to the sound, right? Um, sitting behind the bar, there is this large uh, clockwork creature. So let me... Let's see. I never actually showed you guys the full um, the full uh, art for the ooze, did I? You didn't. Jeez. So this is the uh, this is the yeast ooze. How did it get the shield? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is weird. I wonder if this is. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. And so Rook wants to eat that. <laughs> Gonna cook he it. Wants up. to. It'll be edible eventually. Not now. Jeez. <laughs> uh, but this is what you see on this one. You see this like it's still a medium creature, but it's, it's pretty sizable. It's a clockwork hub. 
that has like gears and like arms and it kind of propels itself by walking on these hoses but it looks like a almost like a mobile bat smaller than the one in the other room but it's like bubbling and as it moves around you can see like dripping out of it like some sort of liquid some sort of alcohol is like dripping from it and it's sitting there at the kind of bar top as it like tries to pick up glasses and like fill them and you watch as it kind of bends down and picks up a glass that's clearly broken and just takes one of his nozzles and says welcome to yeast of all and fills it with like liquid that spills over the side and it says have a nice day and it like puts it down um and uh this one's behind the bar uh playing bartender and this one's over here like cleaning the table and like cleaning the wall and it turns and like makes eye contact with you and says welcome to yeast of all brewery i need you guys and then it starts like menacingly like coming towards you uh oh no yeah <laughs> go ahead everyone welcome. And oh. do me a favor and roll initiative. Uh, plus two bonus from uh, from how scouting. Uh, Saruk's got that shield raised. Um, Making it real hard to adopt these adorable NPCs when they're trying to menace us to death. Uh, it, you might be able to talk them down or, or shut them off in a, a, in a nice way. Nine. But this is not a social encounter, unfortunately. Ooh. That's a natural 20 for Refi. Very nice, very nice. Perfect. Uh, the roof gets a nineteen. Okay, so they uh, they immediately as you kind of come in, they are turning you. They have your like you know they're looking at you. They have your you have their attention, right? Um, and they are they have this very gentle, soft voice coming out of them, but they are like giant, wound up like machinery that are threateningly coming in your guys' direction, and Reficule, you are up first. Alright, free action. I draw my pistol. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll sheath it so I can draw it. <laughs> um, draw and draw, draw and draw. You gotta just quick sheath, quick out. I would have reloaded in that time. Yes, you absolutely um, would have, 100%. I will take my 10 paces. Okay. And I'll yell out. Shoot or no shoot tusks. Uh, out of character, how much bigger am I in relation to this door? <laughs> uh, your head is like, you're like, you're, it comes up to like the bottom of your like nose. So like you are, you can see. But I'm like, you're a little taller. I am very clearly obstructing all of the. Circle just kind of lean as far as he can one direction, shoot. Yeah, yeah. Not me. It is, it is a lesser cover for shooting through an alley, but like mechanically, you can shoot through an alley. I shoot tusks. <laughs> no, you coward! Finally, the time has come. It's been me all along. <laughs> the truth is, the game was rigged from the start. All right, so. I will. Mm. Mm. I'm going to miss. use a hero point. All right, use that hero point. Yes, Ooh, there we go. That's point. a twenty-nine. Twenty-nine is a even with even with Saruk blocking partially. That is a critical hit. Ooh. And it is not immune to critical damage. So feel free to roll that critical damage. Yay! Let's go. Yeehaw! 
Mm, low rolls, damage. though. Yeah. Two and a four, so unfortunately. Ten points of critical damage. Uh, your bullet finds, like, a weak point and, like, goes inside and starts, like, rattling around before shooting out the other end. And you just watch as, like, about, like, three or four, like, I guess two holes, like, open. And it just starts, like, stream of, like, some kind of liquid inside. It starts shooting out, like, a comical blood stream. Uh, but it's not dead. It's just hurt. Ten damage. All right. I'm going to... Uh... Actually, I take that back. It, was resist, it resists three of that, so it gets three back. Uh, I'm going to, not really sure, just use her contours reload. Let's say. We'll drink you dry, I swear we will. Leave us alone. <laughs> and, uh, I'll try to intimidate it. It is, my, it is mindless, unfortunately, so it doesn't work, so you don't have to roll <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, but. but I talk to Wybert, Welcome. so. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Refi's not Refi's not too sure about that, so he still does it. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's mindless, so is Refi. Just mechanically, it's not gonna have any effect on. But uh so that's my second action. Uh-huh. Third action, I will aid who's coming up. I will aid the next attack with a feint. Perfect. Alright, well the next one that comes up is uh the brewer. So this brewer uh First of all, it moves right at you, Saruk. And the aggressive nature of its, like, of its, like, actions as it's coming at you in a very angry manner is kind of juxta... 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 suppose? Oh my god, I can't... Juxtaposed? Yes, it's juxtaposed by the sort of, like, friendly greeting as you hear a, like, sort of voice say, like, Oh, make sure you try our smokeside sour. Two for one today. Uh, and it really just confuses you. Um, so you need to make this is this is the what? this is the pre-programmed <laughs> reading. I need you to make a uh, will saving throw against this um, this creature's. <laughs> I I. <laughs> it only works once per creature. Wow. So, <laughs> but if you make the will save, you're not going to be affected by it. Revy, don't shoot it. It's friendly. <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> It just uh, wants to serve us. Okay, success. So you're not flat-footed against the attack. And then with its, uh, one of its, like, leg tubes comes up and tries to strike you. Leg tubes, yeah. Leg tubes is the best description I can look. Natural one, and I don't hey. have a hero point. Man, my rolls have been shit tonight. Um, I'm okay with this. Right? <laughs> and then um, the second, I guess its third and final action is to just do uh, another multiple attack penalty against you. That's a 15, which misses. Um, and uh, that's it. The other one... I guess the other one will like come over and sort of join to see what's going on, but can't actually get in there or do anything. Um, <laughs> We're all squeezed in. Right. I guess it, it can do one thing. It can try to do one thing. So it tries to... It's say welcome to the Yeast of All Brewery. It, it really can. Uh... Okay, so it's going to use um, Tumble Through. Oh. So it just goes on its side and starts fucking rolling. It has, like, a large tube leg, so it goes up and it tries to walk over you guys, right? And through the door and then, oh, over through, muscle its way. I don't know. 
it's yeah okay it's funny it's if it hilarious. rolls like a like it rolls on the side like a barrel like donkey kong barrel through the doorway perfect it has to try to attempt an acrobatics check against uh saruk's reflex dc uh okie dokie acrobatics it doesn't have acrobatics so it's no it's basically a straight roll uh with decks so yeah, that'll do it. It's you're shooting for a sixteen. Damn. So it gets. Wait, what the fuck is it doing? <laughs> it rolls through. <laughs> it rolls through Saruk and like bounces off his leg and then pops up right here. Technically, does that this trigger is a move action. an attack of opportunity? It does. It triggers an attack of opportunity from how because it is a move action. I will take the attack of opportunity, please, and do. make a strike. It leaves the square that, that Saruk's is... in, which it would trigger. Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah, yeah. Just double check. 15 is going to be a 15 miss. 15 miss. Yeah. Uh, I don't need any more hero points. It does that. It pops mm. up. Bling. It turns its attention at uh, at Yuhao, who tried to attack it. And it looks at you and it says, it says, we have the best prices in town. Yeehaw. Oh, and uh, I need you to make, I need you to also make a, uh, a uh, will saving throw against this thing. <laughs> Only if you were star bot. Yeah, we have the best drink specials in town. <laughs> we sampled that, right? <laughs> Just enough to make this the the saving throw, so you are not affected by it. You're not flat footed. All right, that's all their actions, Saruk. Alrighty, so top of the turn, I'm going to our dearest friend who just. Ran into a, a, a strange Connect Four-esque <laughs> flank. Pretty sneaky, sis. I'm gonna devise a stratagem. All right, gonna be a fourteen. Really, really hating a fourteen forever. I think I'm just gonna shoot the other one instead. Yep. I'm going to uh, use my held action and do a faint attack. That's right. Okay, so add that. Make a deception roll from Ruffy. Uh, 11. Yeah, 11. At least it's not enough to hurt. hurt. It's not enough yeah. to distract Saruk, at least. This is true. Ruffy, what are you doing? <laughs> Alright. <laughs> How can I? Didn't need it. 23 is a hit. 23. Not a lot of damage. And damage. This is, uh, you're doing like a shot? Yeah, bludgeoning or piercing. Yep. Um, so it takes... You have you have bonus damage because you're doing um it's precision damage right what's your precision damage bonus? I wish I was the the device. You didn't device the the You are right. So yeah. you deal one point of bludgeoning damage, um, but it's resistant three to physical, so it doesn't get through its hard sort of metal wooden keg exterior. It doesn't get through its hard. It takes zero damage from that. Yeah. Ah, uh, God. I guess for my third action, I will <laughs> just raise my shield. Okay. Yeah, I'll just keep my shield up and pass. Yep, shields up. All right. Uh, how? I will try to strike this creature with a strike, snagging strike once more. Okay. That is between Reficule and Subgroup. Yep. Ooh, twenty nine on the dice is a critical hit. Nice. 29. 29? 20 points of damage. Okay. And that is like slashing, right? Um, it resists yep. three. Uh, but it's, okay. you still get in. You manage to like slash down and split open a seam, and it's now like just spilling beer right in Ruffy's face. 
It is flat-footed until the start of my next turn, or it leaves my five-foot space. Yep. So I think I will make a map attack with okay. my Kopesh. Perfect. Uh, Nineteen is a hit. Nineteen. Or eleven. Right. Eleven reduced by three, which makes it eight. And then I will use dueling parry and end my turn. Okay. Raise that sh that weapon. Perfect. Um, Anita. All right. Uh, one action to give. One action to step over here. Okay. Okay, uh, another action to go into overdrive so that I okay. could spend my last action to give two to Wybert. Perfect. He's Make going that to use check. his first action to go there and then attack him. You're going to make the overdrive check, right? Not yet. I'm doing it right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just make it um, so we can see if you can hit a critical success. No, uh, I can't. That's going to be a fail, so no, it doesn't backfire, so but no happens. benefit, yeah. Yep. So, um, Wybird is going to hit him. What does he Perfect. say again? Welcome to the East of Rubery. Wybird uh, smash! Whoa, 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 welcome! What <laughs> natural oh, 20 oh, oh, for Wybird! Wybert. Uh, Finally, buddy! You just that, needed to warm up, that's all. That is a critical hit. Go ahead and just needed a hard reset by wasps. Yeah. Uh, wow. Four. You didn't roll uh, that's the four critical bludgeon. damage, though, right? Oh, my bad. So Here. that would eight, be yeah. eighteen points of bludgeoning damage. Okay, eighteen. It is resistant three. Um, but even with that, Wybert smashes this thing to death. Smash, and it goes shutting down. Hey, Thanks so for coming. As it like goes dead and just like uh, hangs there, immobile. That's the end of my turn. Perfect. What a turn it was. Top of the round. Reficule. All right. I will uh, shoot the one right in front of me. That one's dead. Oh. I'll mark I will it. shoot the one behind Saruk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't mark it with dead, but Wyber just smashed it. Okay. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh man, we are good at fucking pathfinder. That's another yeah, Ruffy, That's two critical hits in a row. Right. And all mine were against ooses. Mm -hmm. Let's right. go. All right. So that is. Still, oh my, low damage. Still low damage, but 10 points Two of to damage. Two to four again. Oh, wait, he gets three back because it is resistant three to physical. Same exact damage before. Oh, well. I'm going to roll a um, 2d10 just to see how better. Second action, I will reload. Once again, I will make some sort of remark talking to it using your counters or load. But I'm <laughs> not going to make just, it's just refing. Yep, yep. <laughs> you want to end up... Like your friend here. You better back off, pal. Why don't you talk some sense into him? And then for my third action, I will... I'm going to aid... Aid the next... Well, aid probably... Let's say... 
Hal's attack because Turk's got it by stratagem. So, okay. And that's, that's all my your turn. actions, right? All right. Well, the Clockwork Brewer gets to go next. Uh, first thing it does is try to hit Saruk with a leg strike. Oh, yeah, wow. Lord, that's a nit. Let's <laughs> get the natural 20s rolling. My God. You're yeah, really good at passing. Really I'm going to react and block with my shield, of course. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So uh, it's 18 points of bludgeoning damage on the crit. Uh, nice. Your shield is a hardness five, I assume. Yeah, probably. Okay. So you can reduce that down to 13, and then you and your shield each take 13 points of damage, which, if it's a standard shield, I think breaks your shield. Rude. Broke my shield. <laughs> yep, there we go. Yeah, okay. That, so so it, your shield sort of shatters. Uh, it's not shattered, but it's, it's not functioning as a defensive tool right now because it's been broken. Um, with its second action, after it strikes you with the leg, it kind of like wraps its leg sort of around you, and it's holding you. So it uses the grab action. So now you're grabbed in place, Saruk. And then with its third and final action, it says... What would it say? It would say... You look thirsty. How about a sample? And the tube comes out oh, oh. and goes into your mouth and just... It, oh it uses gosh. it uses an action called Bottoms Up. And it, <laughs> it uh, force serves you a full serving of the alcohol inside of it, which is called Smokeside Sour. And so you start... As the liquid goes inside of you um i need you to make a uh fortitude saving throw against the effects of the uh the alcohol the, that, that's the stuff at the fucking at home base they're making me drink the home base brew <laughs> heck <laughs> uh <laughs> I, I opened way too many things just let me roll 1d20 Mm. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. You're completely immune. Like it doesn't affect you. You could feel like a lesser being would be affected by this much alcohol, but Saruk shrugs it off and is not like inebriated thanks to the uh thanks to the the thing. Um and that's its turn. Saruk. Man, Careful I everyone, they've got hentai any... attacks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking remind you me. You can fill it with whatever you oh, want. Oh god. Ah, I made it worse, Steven. <laughs> How could you make that worse? <laughs> so, if it has me grabbed, it is not also flat-footed. Uh, no, it, you're grappled, uh, but it's not. Got it. So, and for all I'm worth, I'm just gonna tusk the hell out of this thing that's going down my throat. <laughs> Phrasing. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> you tusk it, you're able to deal three damage to it, but it does resist three, so your tusks are unable to penetrate uh... the thick like tubey thing kind of in your mouth. Phrasing, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> your second roll is a natural 20, which makes it a critical hit. Uh, dealing eight points. Uh, it reduces by three. So it takes five points of damage. You start gnawing through the little tubey tubes. Ah, the tubey tubes. Yeah, and that one is a critical miss. Okay, pass turn. All right. Uh, Saruk, Quint, Hal. Like this. Can I uh, attack it from the door? It's going to have cover, I assume, but can I still It'll have partial it? cover, but you can absolutely attack it, yeah. All right, I'll move up. I will move up and target the beast, the brewer. The beast. Uh-huh. And make a snagging strike with my Kopesh. All right. 
It's got Saruk grabbed. You're going to try to grab it. I uh, would, uh... I'll... Oh, that's true. This is... It does trigger, so go ahead and make your aid check, Ruffy. Right. Perception. Might get a plus one there. Oh. All right, that's, get a, a, plus that's one a plus one, which takes it to a 15, but that's still not enough. It does miss. It's like... The Saruk's big and he's in the doorway and it's like got him held there and it's yeah. hard to find a shot and it just doesn't get through. I think I'm going to take a map attack. Perfect. Take that map attack. Oh, I was like, natural no. 20. No, the other side of the spectrum. That is a natural one. You just don't find your opening. All right. Uh, Anita. Okay. Um... Okay. Uh, one action to see if I can get Wybird into overdrive. Yep. So Take that, that would be. Mm -hmm. That's a, a 17. Okay. Uh, and then two actions to give Wybird three. Okay. And he can. He just has to do a tumble through through this. Yeah, clock he, he'd have to tumble okay. through uh, the clock as an yeah. action, right? Yes. It's an, One, an acrobatics three. check. You stride up to your speed. So what's his, his speed? 25. Yeah, so he could get, he'd be able to get through when one's a uh, thing. Okay. Um, so and he then... makes his acrobatics check against the reflex of the Clockwork Brewer, which I'll tell you is a... Oh, ho, ho. your DC is a 20 here. A 20? Yes. Damn. Merry Chrysler. Do you seven. believe in Chrysler? Oh, in love after love. Right. Life. So Wybert is strides to where as far as he can get, but he can't get further mm. than here. He makes his way in and Saruk and the thing's blocking and he ends up like getting stuck there with his after his first action. Uh, okay. Can he use his second action to try again? Yes. Okay. Uh, tumble through is just a move action. It's not, there's no other tags to it. So there's no penalty. Go ahead and do it again. Okay, Merry Christmas. It's Ooh, a 20. Does it? <laughs> okay, yeah, so, so with that, you're able to move through the ally and, or move through the enemy and get to the other side. It won't let me. So it doesn't do it doesn't do the uh it doesn't do the whole like barrel roll thing, but Wybert is able to okay. sort of like just maneuver his way through under the legs of the creature and come on the other side. Alright, perfect. So um with his final action, he'll take he'll do a Wybird smash. Uh, that's a oh. twenty-one to hit. That's a hit. So close to natural twenty. No. Gingy uh, Ginger so now following. Thanks for the support. Nine points of bludgeoning damage with a damage with uh, two plus extra. Two. Right? Yeah, with plus it. two and, and then minus three with the resistance, so a total of eight damage. Yes. It's eight damage. That's it for He's my turn. Much. Perfect. Uh, Ruffy. All right. If it's not broke, don't fix it. I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, 16 is a miss. All right. Um, second action for Contours Reload. Uh, we're gonna end up spilt 
like spilled milk all over this floor, friend. And then I'm going to map attack. Go for it. Gingy Ginger says, I'm here to learn PF2 and watch shenanigans. And you know what? We got plenty of shenanigans. Oh, you're in the right channel. <laughs> Horse fucking noises. A 12 is also going to miss, unfortunately. That's the end of my turn. All right. The brewer gets to go. So first action. <laughs> God oh, damn it. <laughs> first action extends the grab and continues the grab. Uh, second action, uh, leg strike on Saruk. Natural one is not going yeah. to do anything. That is a critical miss. Nothing triggers on a critical miss yet, I don't think. Um, uh, third action. Uh, uh, would you like some more? <laughs> Just another mouthful of like frothy, like sour side brew trying to go down uh, your mouth. You're oh gonna gosh. need. You're gonna need to make a uh, another. Um, Another uh, fortitude save for me on Saruk. Okay, I'm going to die very inebriated. It's all good. Mm, I think it, it's hero point in time. That is a yes. fail. Hacha! Oh, oh so my goodness! So good at Pathfinder! <laughs> you managed to take the second, like, entire, what like, mug full of, of liquid into you without being inebriated. Uh... Yeah, and that's all three of its actions. So then, for what it's worth, I'm now into my second round of not being able to breathe. Don't know what the mechanic is. I'm going to hit it with my teeth until it is dead. It's interesting. It's, that is the it doesn't mention that it's actually suffocating you as much as it's just constant. Like It, it does like a squirt, and then you're like, <laughs> and breathing, and then another one comes out like a few seconds later. So you're not suffocating, per se. Oh, uh, fair. I saw a can't breathe. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, until the start of its turn. So, yeah. Oh, so maybe you're right then. Maybe I missed a, uh, an actual thing. Oh, that's under the other ability. So it's, like I, so it's like I couldn't breathe this turn, then it went around it, and then I could Got breathe. It. You, you couldn't do, like, you know, verbal spells or anything. Yeah. Does a 16 hit with the flank? Uh, uh, it's a 14, right? So 14... Total, and then it's AC. Yeah, yeah, no, it misses. It's just off. Nice. Boo. Boo. Oh, no. Okay, so I think second action, I'm going to interact to get to the melee mode of my Mace Hamlorty yep, pistol. Flip it over the other side. And then I'm going to roll really badly and miss, right? No. Yeah. No, we've rolled like happen. four or five natural Chrysler, 20s. where are you in my time uh, of need? Seven's a miss. <laughs> That's my turn. Fucking Christ. All right. Uh, Hal. Hal will attempt to uh, strike this creature with his Kopesh. Okay. And use snagging strike. Oh, that's a natural 20 we were looking for. Every single person has rolled a natural 20 tonight. Including the GM. That never happens. Including the GM. The good GM murdered me with a fucking beer butt. Uh... Not enough to finish it, but you do manage just to like snag it, get like one of its legs like off balance, and it's now like flat footed to anyone. I will take a map attack. Bring it on. Yeah. 17. 17 is exactly what you need to hit it, given the flat footed and like uh, partial Ooh. thing. Uh, eight 
points total 11. and get three minus eight. three because it's resistant so eight and you manage to like basically like rip its like entire leg out and the whole thing falls over and just like begins like glugging over it's dead you finished off the last of these like clockwork brewers and it's like it's like y'all come back now you here <laughs> <laughs> uh, should have listened friend should have listened <laughs>